and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm going to be joined by Jason in just a second. Before we get into that, which will be Daredevil and Venom, let me remind you to go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. And then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can listen to a bunch of podcasts, Marvel podcasts. You have DC, you have indie manga, bunch of crazy stuff over there. Just to throw it out there, about 60 episodes that are exclusive to our Patreon each and every month. So if you are on any other Patreons, I do like to try to stack up the deal and say that I believe that we might give the most bang for your buck. But that's just me. I'm a little biased, just a teeny bit. But with all of that, one of the big shows that we do over at our Patreon each Thursday night, we have our Marvel Comics Patreon-only Spotlight podcast. And that is a, it's the picks of the week for the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh-uh. And if you don't know, the badasses are the top two levels of our Patreon. You don't have to be badasses, but badasses get to pick what we do. And this past Thursday, what they picked for us to do is Midnight Suns number one. Kind of a little odd egg that book was uh, in a weird way. Kind of a sequel weird play of Strange Academy, which I didn't expect, but also Edge of Spider-Verse number three heading towards that big Dan Slot book that's coming up. But in that, I kind of got a kick out of Sakura Spider, who is the spider gal that was in the Deadpool manga, which I really, really enjoyed. So with all of that, you know, check all that stuff out. Check the show notes for links to all the stuff that we end up doing here at Weird Science. But. Without further ado, we'll go off now. Me and Jason starting out with Daredevil and then talking about Venom. All right, and I'm here with my man, Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. Hello. And here we are. We have two big books, two big sellers. I actually looked right before this. I actually thought that maybe the sales of Venom, maybe a dip, but they didn't. And even then, it always feels like either the book's been delayed or I just forget what I read the last time, especially jumping between Al Ewing and right. Brand V, and, maybe but this that's is the deal. a major issue in that run that it, it kind of ties things up that have been planted for you know the first nine issues, and it you know changes things going forward. So if you've been reading Venom, it's it's a big issue. Yeah, we'll see how that is. Daredevil, uh, which we'll start with now, it's kind of a setup issue. It's kind of a hey, before we head, it's like one of those where we keep doing the hey, before I leave New York City, we'll yeah. do this. Hey, he was, before he and was we trying just keep to going. leave New York City two issues ago, he hasn't gotten anywhere. Like me trying to find my keys. It is. And also, as you're trying to find your keys, reminding your kids in the house of all these other people that might be around. Like, hey, by the way, this Cole Cash, he, he was here all the time. There he is. Yeah, it's kind of a weird deal to set up. Hey, this is the status quo as I'm leaving New York City. Yeah. Remember these characters. They may pop up because I'm trying to recruit some of them. Uh, so we'll get right into that. Remember Daredevil all these number characters three. In the, the previous volume before we renumbered for some reason? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Before we got a number one that really changed not much at all. But here we go. Uh, yeah. So with that, it's funny if you put if it was Daredevils 
because of the deal, but I guess they didn't want to go that route. But it is Daredevil number three, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Raphael De La Tour, colors by Matthew Wilson, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. The world believes Matt Murdock is dead, leaving him to fully live as Daredevil, the man without fear. His partner in life in protecting Hell's Kitchen, Electra, has made plans for him to leave New York City together to rule the fist. He just is taking his time leaving. The ancient and equal opposite to the deadly hand, Ninja Clan. Now, we will mention the hand, and we will actually mention Frank Castle in this. So that was pretty cool. I'm glad that they kind of really pushed that that, in there, and they acknowledged it, so we know that that will be coming up a, a bit of a clash en route to his says of his goodbyes to his former flame kirsten mcduffie daredevil was ambushed by an old friend it's all these old friends robert goldie goldman who spouted delusions of pulling the strings of matt's two lives for years as his guardian angel uh, delusions i don't know i don't know about that goldie's recent actions led to the explosion of kirsten's train platform though kirsten survived more like the train not the platform. She and Matt, this is a weird recap that doesn't it is. quite I mean, even it says go well. Electra, his 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 partner in life, is that? They're pushing towards that, and I guess they're always connected. Goldie is a mystery. Matt doesn't have time to solve, for he must turn his attention to raising the fist. The Red Fist Saga Part 3. Yes. That's just telling us, you know that really exciting new character we introduced? Yeah, we're not going to talk about him for a while. Yeah, so, he's uh, not here. He's gone. So you end up having Matt, and like I said, he's kind of tying up, not loose ends, but I guess. I mean, you're you're reminding people that Cole is a police officer that was at one point going against Matt, then he liked him, and now he, he kind of trusts yeah, this, and this respects Yeah, this whole issue, it, it feels like there's a, a checklist of things Darsky had to get out of the way before he finally gets Matt out of Manhattan. Yeah, thank God. so, yeah, Matt goes to Cole and basically says, listen, I have some big things coming up. You're a guy that I can trust. I, I might want you to kind of go with me. I want you to be on my team. And Cole's like, yes. nope, nope, mm-hmm. I'm a police officer that arrests police officers. He says it over and over. Yeah. The it's idea, and that's very what standard, is. I need you as my conscience, which, okay, we've seen that a thousand times. Cole North has that in that role. Okay, that'll be all right. Fine. Yeah. And the, the funny play is Cole's like, no, get out of here, daredevil. And then you have Matt going, I can read his heartbeat. <laughs> he means yes. And I'm Ooh. like, I don't know. Don't go that, with that there, Matt. You're going to get in trouble there. <laughs> so he got like, hey, sayonara sucker, because they're in the diner. And it just goes off. And he ends up saying that, you know, he could tell that Cole's interested, exciting about that. But he goes off then to talk to Luke Cage, again, the mayor at this point. Right. And he goes says, in. And I, I like want, this I want deal. you on my team, too. Maybe not as my conscience, but more as my, you know guy to punch things yeah he's pretty strong that look i like when he goes by the cage for mayor you know i mean really look at this poster it's the biggest poster i've ever seen in my life just to remind everybody what the continuity is now yeah so then you could go to the next page and say hey how is it being mayor and it's 4 a.m i thought there was a bit of a, a misprint but then it makes sense because he goes in and luke is doing paperwork I like when Matt goes through the window. He's like, no, hell no. I don't need your nonsense right now. I got mayor stuff to do. And you end up having Daredevil Matt say, you don't have to be mayor. You did this whole thing. And I said it was really odd the way it all played out anyway. But you could just say, listen, this isn't the deal. I don't like it. There's a reelection, whatnot. But he says he likes being mayor. And it is, again, you want to go the tropey deal. It is the idea. I realize now I can fix the rights that I can't punch. That sort of deal. It's mm-hmm. okay. 
Yeah, and and we know Marvel wants Luke Cage to be mayor for a while, so it's it's not going to change in two issues. So in that, it it already spells out it's four a.m. and then he says, "I'm about to go to a meeting," and I'm like, "Oh, they messed up!" But no, they didn't because he goes off, and this is a, a weird play too because of the idea where you have you know Daredevil, he's going to go off, he's leaving New York City. But you have to set this up. You have to reestablish that the Stromwinds are still in control. They're right, still they're out the of their minds because even then you have Matt. It's almost like Matt saying, hey, everybody, I'm going to go do this fist slice hand thing. When I'm done that, I think I might take down the Stromwinds and go after them. So you're setting that up because we're just going to leave New York. It's a weird play. But Luke goes. Luke shows he's pretty tough. I, I love that the Stromwind. He's trying to be very professional. I'm the mayor now, but he's still Luke Cage. So when the, the Stromwind, the Stromwinds now, last time we saw them was when Fisk met up with them at the end of Devil's Reign, right? And and they were going to make him president. And he said, yeah, I'm not into that. And he kind of broke the brother's hand and the, the sister got shot in the shoulder. And it was so, they've been traumatized. And it's interesting to see that that's changed them, right? So the brother is still, uh, Quinn, I guess, is the brother. He's in this, I don't know if it's an artificial arm yeah, or just a, some kind of a cast it, situation. It looks like a cast, but I don't see a hand. Uh, so maybe that, who knows? Yeah. But yeah. It, it was like a handshake that turned into a, a crunch from Fisk. And I guess you don't come back from that. And it's funny because they play this idea and they say, listen, where they're prepping Luke. They're not handsy people. They don't like to touch him. Like, yeah, now they don't. <laughs> because yeah, they got they're, they're all paranoid. They're living only in this. It's like a holodeck because when he walks in, it's just like they're on a beach and then it's like they're on the moon. So they just don't go out anymore because they've been so traumatized by what happened with Fisk. But they still want, they still say, hey, Mr. Mayor, we run the world. We were too nice to the last mayor. We're telling you right now, we're in charge. You better do what we say. And Luke yeah, we're not going to mess around this time. We're not going to play our in the shadows game now. We're, we're going to tell you right now, we're in control. We'll destroy you. He ends up saying, don't you dare threaten my family. They end up, oh, you mean your daughter? Like they really play right. it out. We're not doing that, but we're doing that. And then Luke gets pissed off as Matt through all this. He's listening in through the wall that he says, hey, it's soundproof, but I can listen but, in. But I'm freaking daredevil. Okay. Yeah. And he hears Fair this. Enough. And it's the funny play of, Bringing up the Stromwinds, which you didn't really have to do. You really didn't have to show this. He could have just left New York and we'll get back to that. But he ends up doing it where, okay, the Stromwinds, bad news. But you know what? That Luke Cage is pretty cool. He can handle it. And it was a weird play. I like that we did get them because me and you even debated. I thought they were dead. It's a, yeah, we did talk about that. It's it's an okay scene. I don't. I would have been perfectly fine with ignoring with, them yeah, and ignoring moving this. on. That's what I'm saying. It and doesn't coming really back to fit. it at a later time. We we could have found out later, you know, five issues, six issues, ten issues down the line. Oh, they're still alive, and we would have been fine with it. I don't think so. Are we going to have this plot line playing out in the background every every issue going forward? I kind of hope not. The thing is, where I really like the first run, you know, the first volume deal before they renumbered of daredevil because it was one of those books that chip sadarsky did juggle tons of story you ended up but it was yes. fisk yes it was mostly that 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 fisk story and the daredevil story both character studies and how they reflected each other and fisk is now out of the book yeah at one point i even said that i was reading daredevil more to see what was going on with fisk because he was losing his mind and it was pretty cool and so i i wonder but i don't know that i'm that interested to see a replay of the stromwinds with 
you know, with Luke, I'd rather just wait until we get this done. I want to see the focus on the hand versus the fist, Electra, Daredevil. And so when you go, I'm, I'm completely with you. You didn't need this scene in this book because it's not necessarily yet a Matt Murdock Daredevil thing. We, we don't have to worry it about if it. If it's going to keep going. Yeah. So we'll see. And in that, you have Matt when he leaves and he's like, yeah, I'm going to get back to those Stromlands. I'm like, okay, maybe. But even then, how long this next, you know, the story that we're in goes, you're probably going to have to reintroduce things anyway. So Cole, I hope, shows up. He ends up going and he, he says, once Electra and I destroy the hand, the Stromlands are next. I'm like, all right, if you're setting up like that, list, deal, yeah. just get to the hand. I mean, I, that's what I want. And so with that, you have this weird play then. So Matt's going around and you see the shadowy figure. And the idea that it yells out to Maddie senses the deal. And I thought at first, okay, this is Electra. Let's get on the plane and go. <laughs> she's she's back from that island. This is come on, yeah, Matt. Exactly. For, she's for like, out loud. we're waiting for you. We we need you. We, I thought you were on your way. I mean, here you are doing social Tapping hour. a watch. Come on. <laughs> I'd love it where she's like, what is he up to? Goes and finds him and looks in a bit. He's there with his ear against the wall. Like, come on, we got to get going. <laughs> uh, but in that, this Hanging is out with that, the law school buddies. Yeah, yeah, really. It's Akka, who is that trainer that we were introduced that ended up being part with Electra. And right. they in the up- Devil's Reign Electra tie-in book is where we saw a lot of her. And so this is just like, okay, what's she doing? Where she starts saying, and there's some neat little lines that deal with the idea, okay, you're going against the hand. I know that. And when she says, you know, our show, you the beast of the fist, and you're the fist of the beast. I'm like, now I'm getting confused. (laughs) See, I thought it was too much. The hand of the beast of the fist of the finger, and I I don't know. But it does end up saying, hey, do you know who leads the hand now? Listen, it's almost like she's there for just breaking news. Breaking news, Matt. (laughs) Frank Castle. <laughs> Frank Castle. He's heading the hand. Yeah, for, for those of you uh, Daredevil readers who are not reading Punisher, here's the thing. And she keeps talking about the, the prophecy, like, why are you doing this? Well, the prophecy says I should. Okay. And so it's she does the thing where she pokes a needle into the back of his neck and, and paralyzes him like she did with Electra in another book. And then just exposition, exposition. The fist fits into the hand. I, <laughs> like, I don't know what it means. It's sexy now. I, I, she does like, that uh, martial arts, like you're going to bow thing. We have one hand up and the other fist punching into it. like you're gonna. And then she says to Matt, part of the prophecy is you need to suffer unbelievable loss. Another one of those break, break the hero down things, which we've seen a lot of times, but maybe it'll be okay. And, and it goes kind of with Goldie, up here, with what Goldie's been doing. So Leading up to here, he hasn't been able to track Akka with his, his senses, right? She's coming from all over. The sounds come from all over. She has this weird sulfur cabbage smell, which, ew. But now he can track her because she wants him to, and she leads him across the city to, who does she go to visit? Yeah, you go and get foggy. foggy. It's when you go get it's foggy. Like, it's right. It's like she wants him to think that foggy is is in danger. Un- she in says threat. at one point, yeah, and she says at one point, everybody around you. And this again, this does tie in with Goldie. Also ties in that Akka. We didn't realize the night before she went and had a, a really strong Polish dinner <laughs> and ended up like it, all of that is so when I hear sulfur and cabbage, I mean, she is ripping them. You end up where she's <laughs> like, oh, my God, sorry about that. And And in my mind, it's funny, the idea. He can't track her until she starts farting. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, I'm never having stuffed cabbage she's, again. She's crop dusting the entire city. Oh, yeah. my God. And he's like, holy moly, like, please get some <laughs> Beano or something over there, lady. Uh, but, yeah, he runs back to Foggy. And, again, I think that all this stuff, 
Chip Zdarsky, I really think he's a great writer. I really do. I mean, the last One issue of, the of even Batman, I thought was great. I really loved that. I love Daredevil. This issue feels like you can see the strings. Like, yeah. okay, we have to go. With, and in this where he says, Foggy, and even you're this, not this is, leaving my side. Right, so this and, is just so that they can explain why Foggy's coming yeah, along with no the There's no reason island. Foggy to come along. No. Except this. So yeah, you have this, to make This book it. is he had five things to do on his checklist, and he gave each of them four pages, and now we're done. And it's so weird. It's like, get Cole involved, check. Go make sure Luke wants to be mayor, check. Oh, the Strawmans, they're strong, but so is Luke. And then, boom, the real play by the end, that cliffhanger of, oh, man, right when I stopped and I you know, put it down, I'm like, man, that's the way that they're just going to force that Foggy go because Foggy's going to show up and Electra's going to go, How's Foggy doing here? Oh, oh I had to keep the him by my liar. side. Yeah. yeah, why is he? Yeah, <laughs> we don't have any litigation going on here. Ah, oh, well, he's here. And so, yeah, it's so weird that idea of you got to stay with me. You're not going to leave my side. But at the end, here's the thing a bad issue by Chip Zdarsky, an issue where you see the machinations is still not bad. It's just not as good as what I expect from this. We're, we want our. Our eight and a half, nine and a half side of him are those scenes like, like you mentioned, that one scene in early on where Fisk went crazy and, and killed a guy yeah. and they had to clean oh, up after it. That was the best. That was a great scene. I, th- I think about that all the time because it really showed who Fisk was and it made sense. And there's, I don't think there's anything memorable about this No, issue. not it's, yet. No. It's functional. It's, yeah. It does check, 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 check. Moving on. And the big check I want is get to Electra. Let's get going. I know it's only three issues in, but it's three issues where- you get Goldie, or you, that mystery, that gets pushed aside to then yeah, do this. Yeah, so we, we loved issue one in this run. Uh, the Wow, that was the Goldie, and it all made sense. And then issue two, that was the anniversary one where they stretched it and stretched it and stretched it. I'm like, yeah, okay, it, it's all right. And now they just, now it's just, oh, maybe you could have gotten some of this stuff done in the 30 pages you had last time. Yeah, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe there is a play of timing, maybe the idea of, when they do have the Punisher crossing over, that'll be after that series, you know, as that ends, then he'll go into this and they have to get that. time. I don't know. It just feels weird. Like Chip Zdarsky usually can really juggle these things to make things like, oh, man, that was awesome. Yeah, Even it could though- be an external constraint. Whatever it was, it made this issue not fantastic. Yeah, it felt weird. What would you give it? Yeah, uh, the art is is good. It's not as good as the Marco Cicchetto. It's what De La Torre. Yeah, this I one? like. Yeah, yeah, De La Torre. I love Marco Cicchetto. And yeah, yeah. which is is such a high bar to to compare somebody to. This is on its own. This is well above average Marvel art. But the Cicchetto was so top, top, top notch that this isn't quite there, but still really nice. Yeah, yeah. and in the, the story we talked about, it's just functional. So add that up, and I get a six and a half out of ten. Yep, I am a six and a half, though. I wanted to get a Kiss My Grits six. But while we're talking about it, I mean, it, it's a quality book overall. It's just a down issue. But we're going to go to the next book, which is what, Jason? This is Venom number coming up, number 10, written by Al Ewing, art by Brian Hitch, inks by Andrew Curry, colors by Alex and Claire, letters by VC's own Clayton Cowles. This is Venom, the cage opens. Trying to understand the full scope of his abilities, Eddie Brock, the King in Black, leader of the symbiote species and the center of its telepathic hive mind, inadvertently dislodged his consciousness from space-time. In the process, Eddie's physical body was destroyed, leaving his son, Dylan, alone in the present day. Without his father, Dylan has bonded to the Venom symbiote, and the two of them are in more danger than ever before. A violent and bloodthirsty symbiote called Bedlam ambushed them, 
and stabs Dylan through the heart, critically injuring him, as stabs through the heart tend to be. Eddie, meanwhile, has been forced to watch helplessly from the Garden of Time, a symbiotic Eden inhabited by the Kings in Black, who reigned after Eddie and have motives of their own. Yeah, so I always said, this is a clever issue. It ends up showing you that like a Bill and Ted type deal that the things that were going on, uh, you know, are happening and we see how they did and what they lead to in this deal of all of these Venoms being Eddie. And it's yes. just like a, a timey-wimey thing with it that. It very much connects back with issue number five. So I guess that'll be the end of the first trade and now the end of the second trade. So you can see this was a plan all along by Al Ewing. We see some of the scenes again because... Back in issue five, Eddie had just arrived in the garden, and he was brand new, and Meridius was explaining to him, here's the deal. And while Eddie was there, this other guy, Finnegan, shows up and is kind of all freaked out and discombobulated. In this issue, we see Finnegan is who Eddie is now, seeing that other scene from this perspective. And I, that was kind of clever. Mm, to me, it ends up where I just, it's clever, but I don't know that it's I It's more need clever, clever than engaging. Yeah, and it's I, not, I like it's the not, idea. It's not hard. It doesn't really it hit the emotions, doesn't hit the characters. No, it's it's weird. It's play. just clever. You can see this on a graph. He you know had us, you know, this links back here, this links back there. And yeah, it, it's clever. It's just it's clever because yeah, it is and, and it's nice to see that it does tie around and that it was a plan. I mean, a lot of times when we're reading these books, you get through all these issues and then at the end, I'm thinking obviously of Tom King. Uh, but the idea, like, all of a sudden, oh, look, what? this was always this. But then you're like, no, no, no. I thought you, you were going to talk about uh, Ram V, who's always just kind of just going issue to issue no, with Ram no v plan. Never, yeah, no plan. And that's the problem is, I'm glad you got back to that. But I do like that this actually, yeah, this was a plan. And not the idea of waiting too long. You end up tying it back. Now, here's the problem is, and this is where everybody, you know, your individual deal is going to go. I'm not a huge Ram V fan, and I'm not a huge Al Ewing fan. And they're doing what I kind of don't like fully in this book. I mean, people love that Immortal Hulk. I wasn't the biggest fan of that overall either. So I'm just not a cosmic Al Ewing fan. And so it it bores me and I need something this a little different. This is a very Al Ewing issue. Yeah. And Ram V, he just likes to meander and really does like to tell a story where the main character barely is part of the story. Yeah, it or seems. the main character has split personalities or multiple versions psychologically. Because here we see that all these different <clears throat> symbiotes in the garden, the, the, the green one and the blue one and all the different names are just Eddie at different stages. And he keeps coming back to this time so it's like he goes through his timeline and then loops back and goes through a little further and loops back. So it's all of them. Even Meridius himself is a future version of Eddie. Oh, yeah. Bedlam's That's Eddie. crazy. That actually is crazy, right? When you, you find that out. And if you go back and look through issue four, issue five, it all makes sense. It was all very meticulously planned out and the puzzle pieces fit together. Yeah. And so- in my mind, when it does fit, I'm like, okay, I get it. That's cool enough. But it didn't get me excited. And then when you have Ram, Ram V's part with Dylan, sometimes when you have these back and forth, you will end up, well, I like the, the Ram V part. I'm, I'm equally bored with both because it, it, Dylan's just kind of on the road. Let's go to this next thing, biker gangs, this stuff. And nothing is hitting with me that this feels like it's a must read. This is a very Al Ewing issue. The Rom V stuff, the Dylan stuff was very Rom V stuff where we're just kind of like almost like you told him, hey, we got to meander Dylan around this many issues. 
just make some stuff happen. And that's that's what that I like. think that the thing is both Al Ewing and Ramvi play and this book, I think, goes with overall like the overall story of somebody asked you, oh, what has happened in these 10 issues? A lot has happened, but not a lot has happened. And it, it ends up being more of a feel. Oh, it's pretty cool. Oh, my God, you got to see this or or whatnot. But it never really. The art being yeah, always the fantastic. Great. Brian Hitch's art's great. And so all that. And I do believe I thought that he said he might be off this book coming up sometime at a point. I forget what oh, I read. I'd have to check that out. But I, and that might be something else he was talking about. But in that, if you don't, I mean. If you're a Venom fan and like you read the Donny Cates stuff and you're a Venom fan coming in, this is going to be a different play for you. I think you have to be an Al Ewing and a Ram V fan to actually enjoy this more uh, than I am. And I'm just not that much of a fan of them. But it's a weird play to talk about because, like you said, basically this just is to show you that the stuff we saw before, it did make sense. Everybody's Eddie, including Bedlam, who's now attacking, you know, Dylan. So he's trying desperately, and in the funny play is he's trying desperately as the Spinnigan to, to stop it all by like, eh, eh, kill me, kill everybody, let's go, and riling people up, and it just doesn't end up working. But right. you end and up we, seeing we it. We know through. it wasn't because this, every book has its own kind of time travel philosophy, right? Can you change the past? Can you not? And what we're seeing in this book is that everything is fixed. Whatever happened, happened, and will have to happen again, because we've seen the same scene a couple of times. So we find out, and it's weird because Meridius lets that he uses this garden analogy of of how that Eddie's personal timeline is going in a spiral, but always passing back through this point. And he says there's seven paths that come, or one path seven times. And so we go through, and you go this one, this one, this one. And yeah, I was making a list myself, saying, okay, so what are these seven? And there's one missing, and that's the key: is that Eddie says, "Aha! There must be a version of me." after Meridius, although I don't know why it has to be after Meridius, but that's what he says. And he that's what he hangs his hopes on, is that there'll be after he gets, you know, he gets really angry, becomes bedlam, he gets kind of cynical and becomes whoever the blue guy is. He gets kind of, you know, okay, now I gotta Yeah, so you can see all these different stages. It's almost like your stages of grief, right? You you change your 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 emotions. But it's okay, there's there's one of me after Meridius who's the you know mastermind Everything happened. I'm going to make it happen, and that's what he says. Okay, that's maybe who can come. This seventh venom can maybe save things. Yeah. So we'll have to see, and you get that at the end when he ends up. There's a seventh venom, and we'll have to see how that goes. I just was waiting where you have the Finnegan. It's like you're not me. What number am I thinking of? And of course, you have to get that. I mean, that's when I would have really have laughed because it is a very Bill and Ted deal, and that is neat. I mean, when you find out because. That Finnegan guy, you kind of like, look at that sad sack loser. Uh, but that now, <laughs> you're like, oh my God, that was Eddie. And he's desperately what seemed like rantings and ravings and just sad sack. Yeah, and remember, is, Meridius even like pish poshed him. Don't listen right. to it him. It did he's make nonsense. you go back and read through some past issues and understand those stories again from a different perspective, which yeah. I always enjoy that. So to me, that was a bonus. And that's never that much of a bonus to me because with that, if I liked that and it was really that intriguing, I would have sat. Now I realized what was going on and said, okay, that ties into before. But it wasn't like I was waiting to see that tie in. And when I did, I just like, all right, well, you tied it in, but where's your story? I mean, your story now has wrapped around to the beginning just to show how clever you are. But the overall story is still a bit confusing and a bit just stuck in the mud. I mean, this thing is not moving forward that much but after this seeing that seventh deal 
I am like, okay, at least we have a mission statement now. We have actually something that he's going to try to do. Because I thought in the Sal Ewing stuff, it was just Eddie just, you know, wandering around trying to figure things out. So now he has figured things out a bit. We see Meridius send Bedlam back in time to go attack Dylan. It is clever to tie back in. And you do get the steal. But I just overall, this book with both Ramvi and Al Ewing kind of bores me more than it excites me. I can tell this is absolutely not your kind of No, and I I just think the idea is like people – Maybe going into this, if you're a fan of the Immortal Hulk, I think you'll like this because it's that sort of cerebral play or whatever. Yep, the cerebral, psychological, multiple versions of a you know, split I kinda mind I kind of just want to see Venom. I just want to see. And I thought with Dylan being Venom with those chains and all that, like, man, this is going to be cool. And it just kind of isn't. It's just yeah, That's not the book Al Ewing wants to write. No, and, or Ram V, it seems. But with all of that, what would you give this? Yeah, between the top-notch art and the clever story that made me want to go back and read some old stuff, it's good enough to give me a 7.3 out of 10. I'm a 6. Kiss my grit grit 6. And again, I recognize that it's clever. I like the art. I just am not that invested in it. Though you end up having the next cover looks pretty cool. Let's see how that that plays out. And I think that looks like it'd be going back to Ram V. So... Uh, we'll see how that we'll is. We'll see where it goes from here because this does, it doesn't wrap up the story they've told so far, but it does like reveal what's really happening. So are they going to wrap this part up quickly? Is this, is it going to be like Immortal Hulk where this is the story that's going to go for as many issues as they get is all about Meridius? No, we'll I guess see. we'll find out. I, I we'll see. Not. And again, yeah, I hope not either. And when, like I said, being not invested, it might be the jumping back and forth between the writers as well that I like, I feel like all right, as this, oh, there's a seventh Venom. All right, now it looks like we're going back to Ram V, but that'll tie in the Bedlam and stuff. I mean, we get little stuff. Yeah, but we need with to see what happened that. with Dylan. He just got stabbed yeah, through the heart. Yeah, through the heart. I hear that's like a critical wound. You end up, though, with Not that. Not good. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Venom number 10. Yeah, mine is Daredevil. So Daredevil is my book of the week, Daredevil number three. So you know, check them out if you are fans of the books. Uh, you know, there's no reason not to read these and, and enjoy them. So with all of that, though, please go over to our Twitter at the WS Marvel Comics. If you end up doing that, we'll follow you back 100%. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience for early access and other exclusive shows over there. But that's it. We are done. Jason, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Have a great week. We keep it weird. And weird. We will see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.